Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of The Unconventional Gal, Forging Your Own Path with me. This may sound weird because I am just doing a quick intro on my computer because last week we had to cut the podcast in half. So this week you are going to get the second half of my podcast with Carly from Final Girl Horrorcast and we are talking about horror movies. So enjoy this second half. Speaking of gimmicks, this is so funny. My brain is like working in tandem with my show notes. (laughs) What's the biggest gimmick in a horror film? I mean, there's a lot of different like tropes and things that what do you think is like the most annoying where you're like oh this again oh it's the one where the husband never believes the wife oh I hate it yeah where it's like oh you're crazy it literally (laughs) makes my blood boil every single time that's a feminist and you watching horror movies (laughs) why would you marry someone like if I like I would be like if I think that there's a ghost yeah I want my husband to be like what are you? What are we gonna do about yeah. it? Yeah, you know if what I, I mean? told James like <laughs> I, Ray's in the living room, yeah, and he has a knife and he wants to kill us, he'd be like, "We need to exercise him." <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's the that's a keeper. Yeah. You know, like I just every every one. There's um, there was a oh, what was it called? It was a recent movie with Micah Monroe, and oh my gosh, it had it was very Rear Window vibes. Um, now I'm blanking on the name of it, but like she's in a foreign country and it came out like two years ago, I think, um, maybe even last year. And like, it's one of those things where she's like, I think this guy that lives across the way is like a murderer Mm -hmm. and her boyfriend is just like brushes her off yeah totally brushes off it's like making fun of her oh like in front of his colleagues like oh "Oh, yeah she's crazy and i was just like come it's 2022 okay maybe like like ghosties i'd be like okay maybe he doesn't believe you but if you're like if i told james like i think our neighbor is a murderer he'd be like okay what tell me what it is that makes you think that exactly let's investigate yeah and i was just like can we not with that? Yeah. Can we get over that? Can we just have supportive spouses? In I our like horror that movies? one. That one actually surprises me. <laughs> but like you said, there's so many of them. There but are I, so many. But that I, one's like one that just that like you. is so annoying. Yeah. Now. Like that's how I feel is like there's so many of them that I'm like, all right, okay, we've mm-hmm. seen it, whatever. But that is definitely one that is aggravating. Yeah. Um, okay. So guilty pleasure horror movies, the ones that you're like embarrassed to tell people that you love. Oh, I'm sure there's so Friday the Thirteenth, the 2016 ver. Is that when it came out? There's so like many the of newer those now. ones. 2009. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. It's like the newer Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah, the 13th where they like movie. redid the whole original. I one. loved it. Oh. Like so, it's probably one of my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movies. Interesting because they have everything. Like they start out with the origin story with like Mrs. Voorhees and Jason, and then they kind of like bring that in, and then he's like, you think he's been on this campground for like. 20 years and he's like hatchet throwing he's like using his bow and arrow I'm like the guys that wrote this really love this <laughs> yeah, movie and totally. I'm just here for it <laughs> that's like Cabin in the Woods yeah I love it's Cabin the perfect in the Woods. horror movie it I, literally has everything one, 
everything. When the mermen show up, yes. I'm like, okay, this is my new favorite movie oh my forever. God. Bradley Whitford <laughs> in that movie is hilarious. Wait, which one is he? The the guy that loves the mermen. Oh, the oh, mermen. gotcha. <laughs> So good. I thought I was going to see a mermaid. The comedy is just so good. That's not even a guilty pleasure. That's like everyone should love that movie. Yes. Yes. You know what my guilty pleasure is? I still love for some reason. It just really got me was The Sixth Sense. That one's so good, though. That was one that I did watch twice. Because once you know the twist, you're like, well, I have to watch it again. And then when you watch it again, it's like you're watching a whole different movie. Mm -hmm. It was so brilliant. I agree. I love watching those kinds of movies that have those twists and then being like... What did I miss? Wait Does a minute. Does it hold up? Yeah. You know? And did they get every last little thing when you watch it back? And when they do, which I feel like The Sixth Sense did. It I feel really like did. It was just... Because then it became the, I see dead people. And mm-hmm. it became... But that that scene with Misha Barton, when she's like barfing under the tent. She's I just got scared. goosebumps again. I did too. It was scary. Yeah. Like that movie, not only was it brilliantly like psychological. Yeah. But it was scary. It like was the ghosts scary. in it. 13 ghosts. That movie's so fun. They need to make a show. I and each episode, I'm pretty sure they're they? making a 13 ghost show. I want a show where each episode is the story behind each ghost. That would be amazing. 13 Amy and episodes. I did an episode on it, and we definitely talked about that because there are backstories for each of the ghosts. Yeah, and it would, and they breeze through it so fast in the movie. Yeah, that's one that definitely I think was underrated. I saw it in the theater, and I went in expecting something dumb, and I came out. I was like, wow, that was really good. It's so fun, and I love Matthew Lillard. I will watch anything. That yeah, he's in. I did a. Um, he was on Warp Tour for a while because he was like releasing some like independent movie so he was like on the tour promoting it and he was just one of those like untouchables like you can't talk to Matthew Lillard he, he didn't have that attitude yeah. but like I think production kind of because he was on a tour with a bunch of kids that grew up watching his movies so no, totally I'm he sure is, that like, would be annoying. so sweet is he yeah we got to meet him at um, I think it was Monster Palooza and not only was he just like so sweet when because they had like the whole cast there um but also he came outside because it was so hot and everybody was waiting in this line and like did he walk the line he made he walked the line he made sure that like if people needed water they had water if there were people with small children he like made them come to the front of the line to get out of the sun that's amazing yeah like he is just a genuine all right we love nice human we love him yeah i definitely think that his whole shtick for a minute got a little like after scream there were a lot of movies where he played that same like goofy yeah. kind of, where I'm like okay do something different and then he did and yeah. then he just played something where he was like just a dad oh um good girls that show oh. he's like one of the husbands <gasps> that's so cute. I think that's the show he's in and he's like just straight up a dad I'm like whoa this is really weird but I love it. no SLC punk like he was with the floppy so mohawk <laughs> loved love him. it <laughs> um okay worst horror movie you have ever seen like hated it like, not good, bad, but, yeah. like, just you would never watch it again and set it on fire. So there's a lot of movies that we do around Halloween or that we've done around Halloween in the past that have just been terrible because we're just kind of, like, grabbing it, yeah. you know, whatever we got that's kind of themed around Halloween. Yeah. There was this movie called Honey Spider. <laughs> Sounds That was amazing. terrible. <laughs> it was, like, why... Is this streaming anywhere? Honey like, spider. let's just get it. Was it out. new or old? Um, this was probably like in 2017 or 2016 that we did it, and so I, I'm sure it came out like a year or two before that. So it wasn't like an 80s movie. No, oh, it was like so more it was like just and it was bad, rough. Yeah, that's the thing. I think there's sometimes too with the older movies, just something that doesn't translate. Totally, kind of like our memories of movies being really scary or really yeah. this or that. Like now, it just 
feels different. But yeah, yeah, if it was a modern movie. Yeah, no, it was not good. And we also do, um, like, we'll do an 80s We're Weird month where we only watch, like, weird, obscure 80s horror movies. And there are some in there that are just, like, not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, and then we also do, I curate aquatic horror month for july because <laughs> nice. i love sharks also that's another yes. thing that i do <laughs> what is your sharks are forever sharks are forever yeah that's her instagram name yeah yeah so don't um, go find her she's private wait are you private i am so you yeah. can you know i mean you can try good yeah. luck i don't Maybe i, I never tag in. james yeah. in anything because his page is private and he doesn't use instagram I'm like who cares yeah i don't i don't mind i just you know i want to know i want to know who's who's lurking yeah <laughs> It's funny, like, sometimes I'll go out with friends, and then, like, the next day after I tag them, they'll get all these requests, and it's all, like, pretty girls and goths and pinups. I'm like, yeah, that was probably for me. I love it. <laughs> Approved. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the recent Pet Cemetery remake? Yes, I did. I wanted to set that movie on fire. Yeah. It was terrible. It was not good. I was so excited for it. With John Lithgow, too, I was like, yes. And it was, like, from beginning to end, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. <sighs> say it's like not good it just wasn't I feel like there were good aspects to it that I appreciated I thought that the little girl did an amazing job Mm -hmm. I thought that she was like when she turned into Mm -hmm. the scary demon baby um she was spooky but I don't yeah I saw that movie when it came out and I have I haven't never visited since it just wasn't one that I needed to I was so disappointed when I saw that all right, I'm going to ask you my final my final question, and we're going to get into people's questions. And this is the one you get asked all the time. What's your favorite horror movie? There it is. <laughs> I didn't start with it. No. Um, again, this probably changes a lot. Um, but I'd say one of them is definitely Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. I can watch that movie any that day. That is time. one that I can watch over and over. Yeah. yeah. It's just always fun. Whenever I see it screening, I'm always like, Purchase the ticket. Mm-hmm. Gotta go. Um, same with Trick or Treat. Oh. Um, that's a good classic one. It's so good. And there's, um, if you haven't seen it, it's an anthology. But that, like, ties together. Like, there's a lot of interesting people in it, too. Like, Anna Paquin is in it. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's just really fun. And I think it's, like, the quintessential Halloween movie. I will watch yeah. it every year on Halloween. Um, and then like obviously Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love it the so classic. much. There's a video game that just came out. That's um, based on it. And I've been obsessively playing it. Like <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. It's yeah. It's like every night it's like, oh, is it time? <laughs> That's me. I'm reading the A Court of Thorn- Thorns and Roses series, yeah. which is like this super popular fantasy series. And literally like I was reading it this morning. I'm like, I'm middle of the day. I'm like, I need to read my book. Yes. And I was laying in bed next to James and like, it was a battle scene and my feet were sweaty and my hands were sweaty. And I was, my eyes were just zoom, 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 like reading so fast. I'm like, I love it. I have to watch this or read this. I'm obsessed with yeah, it. That's been on my list of two reads. It's really good. I have, I have the first couple it. if you want to borrow them. Yeah, no, I definitely Send do. you home with the first one today. Amazing. Okie dokie. So... This is going to be a long podcast, but that's okay because it's Halloween and no, I'm enjoying <laughs> talking with you. So we're going to take a break and when we come back, we are going to take questions submitted by you all. If you want to submit questions for future podcasts for me alone or for me and my guests, follow me on socials. I'm at the Cherry Doll Face on everything and I usually take submissions there. Um, also, if you want to submit anything ever anonymously, you can email me thecherrydollface at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, let's take a break. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we're back, and our microphones are back. <laughs> well, um, okay, so we're going to take some questions. I was actually surprised I got some good questions for, for you. It's always weird, and I'm like, submit a question for this person that you don't know, and my followers are like, I don't know why, yeah. we're, why we're asking these people things. So the first one is from at Great Wide Somewhere 12. Best horror movie based on a book. Ooh. I thought that was a really good one. That is a really good one. Um, Haunting of Hill House, which I guess oh, maybe doesn't count. Yeah. Why? Because it's a series. Oh, but that's still horror. That's okay. Then I would probably say that one is so well done. Did you read the book? I have, but like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say honorable mention to, or not honorable mention, but one that I think wasn't as good. I mean, that's not true. Okay. So I'm going to say The Shining. I loved The mm-hmm. Shining, the movie, but The Shining, the book, two different kind of I situations. feel that way about Stephen King across the board. Yeah. I feel like the movies adapted from his books are always better than the book because yeah. his books are so over-detailed. And I'm a reader. They are. Give me an, a thousand-page book all day long. Yeah. I, I don't need three pages on what the bureau looks like in the corner of the room. Yeah. Like there's so much erroneous detail in his books that it makes my mind wander and then I don't care. I agree. When I um, read his books, I usually have to do audio. Oh, uh, yeah. Books so then you because, don't wander. Yeah. Because I'll be driving home and sometimes like I'll tune out during those descriptive parts and then come back in when I like hear stuff yeah, starting to see, pick up. Yeah, but see, that's not how a book should be. No. You shouldn't be able to. T- and that's why I don't. No. I think Stephen King has a brilliant mind. Yeah. And the way he weaves all of his worlds together or his all of his stories into the same world. Yeah, I think is amazing. I just don't love him as a writer. I love him as a storyteller. That's yeah. why I love the adaptations. Totally. I don't think I've ever watched a Stephen King movie or show that I didn't love. No, because it's it's just so it's interesting. So and there's so much there. That's, Castle Rock. Did you see that show? I did. I didn't see the second season though. So and different. I really want to watch the second. The second season's though. really good. So the first season is very like it's about the town and mm-hmm. about whatever. The second season is just about Annie from um, yeah from uh, Misery. Misery, yeah. yeah. And it's like her like backstory, and because the first season was more about like kind of the world mm-hmm. of Stephen King, but the second one is really just about her. Yeah, it's very good. They've they feel like completely different shows. Yeah, but very very good. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, no, I really think um, that Mike Flanagan does a great job at sticking to um, source material, but also putting his kind of like own flair on it. Mm-hmm. I really, have you ever read The Shining? No. It's really, really good. And the end, I feel like in The Shining, the movie, the character of Jack Torrance, his decline is very one dimensional, mm-hmm. whereas in the book, it is very descriptive and you kind of learn more about him and his, he was an alcoholic and kind of you're in like his head and just inner workings of things. And the ending of the book is like way different than the one in the movie. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, I liked it better. The book ending. The book ending. Mm. But 
Mike Flanagan in, oh my gosh, now I'm blinking on the movie, The Shining sequel. Oh, um, um, I'm like totally blinking. With Ewan McGregor. Yes. Uh, which was great. It was I love so that good. movie. So the ending of that movie is uh-huh. the ending of The Shining. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I really loved that tie-in because yeah. now I can like appreciate both of them. Yeah. You know? I really loved that movie. It's so good. I went into it excited just because like being a fan of The Shining, but yeah. it like really stood alone. It was so good. It really, like I just got chills thinking about it because there's so many scenes that literally are just so unsettling. Yeah. That it's just, I, I yeah, he's great. Yeah. Agreed. I forgot that Mike Flanagan did that one. Yeah. All right. Well, we kind of talked about the worst, but we talked about the best, too. <laughs> um, at Scottish Pixie 1985 asks, favorite horror villain? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Favorite horror villain? Dr. Giggles. Dr. Giggles. <laughs> um, I think I loved, okay, now that we're, no, that uh, that movie that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Dr. Doctor Strain? Dr. Yes. Wasn't it Doctor Something? Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Yes. Rose the Hat from Doctor Sleep. Yeah. I feel like was a fantastic villain. She was great. Um, slasher wise, I also uh, love Jason Voorhees. You know, um, I've never seen any of the Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth movies. Really? I'm so, not super into slashers. I'm not super into just yeah. like some dude after you with a knife or a chainsaw totally. or a baseball bat or like it's that's just not my favorite. It's not. That's kind of how I feel about like torture porn movies. They're just like not for me. Like I think when like when Hostel first came out, yeah. I was like, wow, this is I was horrified. It was no. horrible. It's I actually really like the second one with the women. Yeah. It's so good. And I think that it was so I don't think that was made as torture porn. I think it was yeah. made as let's do something totally different and shock people. Totally. And then I think after that, like all the Saw movies. Like, the first saw was great. Yes. And then it gets to the point where it's like, let's just think of the most fucked up way we can murder people. Can I actually tell you the interesting thing? Because we just did a series where we did a month of all the Saw movies back to back. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot that are really not good. But Mm -hmm. there's, I feel like it was either the third or fourth one. Maybe I'm totally remembering that wrong. But it was one of those that like are in the middle that we both were like, this is the best one. Because it's really trying to like make the story happen. Whereas I feel like the... Um, the kind of lore around Jigsaw gets lost and muddled yeah, and there's and no rules. it's all just about like, we're just going to kill these people yeah. really terribly. Yeah. But that that's, and that's why I love the first one is like explains like why he's doing exactly. those things. Like he's trying to make these people better. Yeah. In his weird Jigsaw way. Yeah. But yeah, like I think like the first Saw, the first Hostel, I, I like the second Hostel too, but yeah. when those came out, torture porn was still like whoa what is this and now it's like okay this is gross like I don't want to watch this anymore totally I also think have you ever did you ever watch the show heroes yeah the superhero movie Siler was like one of my favorite villains he was like the guy that would kill people with eyebrows there yeah the, a- the actor with the really thick eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he play Spock? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that that was his, yeah. Yeah, he would like kill other superheroes and, and cut open, open their, their heads brains. and take their powers. Yeah. For, yeah. I liked him as I a villain I forgot well. that, that that was his role. I yeah. Did, that show, I never watched the last season because everyone said it was terrible. Me either. But those first two seasons they were, great. were really solid. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny that your one of your favorite villains is not actually from a horror. I know. He's but he was so a good, good villain. Um, at McGritz97 said, asked, do you think horror has better feminist and gay representation than most genres? Yes. 
I think it always has. Because it's always been the cult. Mm-hmm. The the Because you've the always had the final girl, which mm-hmm. is always like a feminist thing. Um, and I also feel like horror has really pulled in more diversity than other movies that we get in a lot of mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's not perfect, but I think that the rest of the film community has a lot to really learn from. Well, and now you have Jordan movies. Peele. Exactly. Like flipping everything upside down. Yeah. Did you watch, um, what was it called? I saw it when I was, I was actually looking for movies to see with you on the AMC thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like the, like, it's all black people in a horror movie. Yeah. And the tagline is the, like, oh, black, they can't uh, kill us all or something yeah. like that. Oh gosh. Did you see it? No, I wanted to. I forget. There was another movie that came out in tandem with that. And then I think the next week that I went to go see it, it wasn't there anymore. Uh, um, but it looked really funny. It looked funny. Yeah. yeah. And I do know people that have seen it and they were like, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that's the thing is like there, I mean, there definitely was like in the eighties horror movies, there definitely was the, the black guy always died mm-hmm. first. I mean, that's a reason why I love scream Yeah, was just like flipping all of that kind of like making it so head. obvious. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. At Jose Palos, who's actually a friend of mine, Jose J. Palos, said, what's the best horror movie from each decade starting with the 60s? Oh, gosh. Do you watch a lot of 60s? 70s? I don't know if I watch a lot of 60s. I mean, 70s? 60s is like Hitchcock. Yeah. Like, you could pick any Hitchcock movie. I love Rear Window. Rear Window Not horror, is so but definitely good. a good thriller. I remember watching that in film school. Yeah. Well, I did a film class in school. But I remember watching, we had like did, did a whole Hitchcock series, and that was my favorite. I watched a 4K restoration of that recently. Oh, was it amazing? It was beautiful. Was it colorized? Yes. Oh, It cool. was so gorgeous. Looking at all of the set design for the panels, for all of the people in the different apartments, mm-hmm. like you could actually like see in there and see cool. all the different things that they were doing. It was so gorgeous. And like, oh man. Also, Grace Kelly's a babe. That's Hundred <laughs> percent. She's a princess. She is. Yeah. All right. Seventies. Um, Seventies. I can't. Was original Texas Chainsaw? Was that seventies? It might have. been. I feel like it, it was like seventy nine. I was gonna say there's a lot of those weird like movies that bridge that seventy nine. I think 80 I skin gap. on your grave is seventies. Yeah. That one was kind of just gross. Those ones though. Are, yeah, and same thing with like Last House on the Left. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was the original torture porn. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I can't think of, oh, Poltergeist, I think. Was Poltergeist 79? I think it was 79. I think that's the thing is like, I don't know. A 79 lot of, like, or 80. Years. Yeah. yeah. 80s, I would probably say hard. there's so many to choose from. And I know that I'll be like, oh, original Halloween. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, wait, no. Friday <laughs> the 13th part three. Just don't come at me. I love the 3D one. It's so ridiculous. But yeah, definitely. I mean, even original like Nightmare on Elm Street was so good. Yeah, it really was. You, like, they, you have With so the, many power. The waterbed and the yeah. breaking it open and then yeah. falling in. Jaws. Yeah, like, Jaws. Jaws was maybe 70s. Was 70? I think Jaws was like 78, 79. There's lots of good, like, between late 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Like, that was such a good... That gap really, like, bridges together. There's so many powerful movies. I'd definitely say 90s, like, Scream. Yeah. Was probably my favorite. Scream was so good because it was, was like, the first hostel where it was, like, the first of its kind. It changed the game. Yeah. And there are so many strong 90s horror movies because of Scream. Yeah. That gave us like I know what you did last summer. Oh, that yeah, like I forgot about that there's one. so many movies. The craft. the craft, not really horror. Well, that could I, be. I it's think witchy. It's yeah, yeah. I love. The I witchy mean, movie. I love the craft. Um, two thousand. God, yeah. What year was original Suspiria? Was that seventies? 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that was 70. I think right? that was like mid 70s. Yeah. There's so many good ones. 2000s. What came out in the 2000s? I'm trying to think. I know that there were a lot of movies that came out in the 2000s. Did you see, not 2000s, but did you see Oculus? I love Oculus. That's another one of my favorite. That was a sleeper. Yeah. That one, like, no one talked about. We watched it randomly together on a vacation. We're like, why is nobody talking about this? It's so good. And then Hush is another really good one. I don't think I saw that one. It's on Netflix. It's Mm. it's amazing. I definitely recommend you check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so good. I feel like the period from, like, 2000 to now it just feels like all the same yeah like it's hard to think of like I know I'm like oh 2000 to 2010 yeah like I think I know what you did last summer was like early 2000s wasn't it like maybe 2001 that sounds right yeah but Scream definitely was like 90s yeah that I was in high school when that came out so yeah now I don't what came out between 2010 and 2020 I think that would be Oculus yeah the Grudge came out in early 2000s. 2000s, for yeah, sure. and The Ring and did the ring. too. So The Ring was probably my favorite of the 2000s or like 2000, yeah. 2010. That one definitely fucked me up. That one was so good. I worked overnights at a boys' home when that came out, Ooh. and I watched it before I went to work. Graveyard shift where all the boys were sleeping in a creepy old house. I remember getting in my car at night and I went to like adjust my mirror and I just expected her to be like in the back seat. <laughs> that movie really. It was a good couple of weeks it that was- I like. I couldn't be in the dark. So good. Yeah. And then, obviously, I'm just guessing at all of this, but then probably, like, Trick or Treat. I love that movie. Or Cabin in the Woods Mm -hmm. for the 2010s. I don't know. I probably would have to do a top five, if I'm being honest. For, like, each decade? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially once you get, like, I mean, through all of them. Yeah. There's just too many. And especially for you, I haven't even seen, like, a quarter of the amount of scary movies that you've seen. Because there's ones that, like, I just immediately jump to mind, but I'm like, but would that be my favorite? Yeah. Like, you know. Because it's just like more like front of front of the brain. Exactly. All right. Last question. At Cincy Eric asks, what draws the line between horror, suspense, and thriller? So it's really funny that you ask that because I was asked the other day by one of my friend's husbands, like, okay, well, what would you classify as horror? And I'm like, well, there's a fine line between a lot of those kinds of um, movies, especially I feel like even in the 90s where we had a lot of like a lot of the crime things that maybe wouldn't necessarily be like technical horror mm-hmm. but they were like thriller movies like or like eye signs eye, or like yeah like signs alien is movies. like it's scary sci-fi. but is it horror it's yeah. sci-fi yeah so that's why when we like we do our intro we talk about what's like horror thriller and sci-fi we kind of like oh, lump okay. them all together yeah. because the lines are blurry. Yeah. Or like The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. where it's like very much a thriller. Yeah. But then you don't realize until the end, yeah. it's like, well, it is ghosty kind of the whole way through. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, too, like nowadays, because we have like, quote unquote, psychological horror mm-hmm. and things that kind of ninja your brain, where like you watch it and maybe you don't necessarily feel scared by it, but a couple hours later, you're like, I can't it's stop thinking in. about yeah. it. Yeah. So um, it's a really great question, and I don't think that there is one thing that defines. I feel like horror can really be like a anything lot of different that things. creeps you out or scares you. Yeah, or, like, like even like um, I don't know, like the the movies they make, like The Son of Sam, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, that's technically like a crime drama. Yeah, but it's horrifying. Totally, like anything like Zodiac, about serial killers or Zodiac. You know, yeah, like that movie's so good. Nightcrawler. Yeah. Nightcrawler? Nightwalker. Nightcrawler. Night, the one Nightcrawler. with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's 
I think there's a lot of things that I would probably consider horror-esque that might not technically be classified on like IMDb as horror. Yeah. But also some things that I've seen that are classified as horror when I'm like, is it though? Yeah. There's a big umbrella. And I think that anything that kind of makes you get a little nervous could technically be considered a horror in some way. I agree with you. Yay. Well, that's it. Thank you. That's all my questions. I loved it. Thanks everybody that submitted questions and everyone that's listening. And thank you, Carly, thank for, you for being my guest. Me. Everybody go listen to her podcast. Um, you probably have more people listening to yours than I do mine, but maybe I'll give you some new listeners. Um, even if you're not super into horror, because there's a lot of movies that you guys talk about that I haven't seen, mm-hmm. but I think the banter between you and Amy makes it interesting. And you have so many segments. Yeah. So it's not just like, we're talking about this one movie, this whole podcast. Like yeah. you have your intro and you talk about trailers and you talk about like what's coming out and, and just your banter is good. So yeah, we have a lot of chat. I definitely um, don't come to our podcast thinking that you're going to get like a history lesson because no. We're definitely like more like fun, casual, yeah. like grab a coffee yeah. and like listen, tune out to things that don't pertain to you. Like we're just. It's like listening to a Stephen King novel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't need to be present for all yeah. of it. <laughs> you can skip the three page d- description of the bureau in the corner exactly. of the room. All right. Well, thanks again for coming and hanging out with me. Thank you. And uh, for everyone out there, don't be an asshole. Until next time, here's me waving like a maniac at Carly across from me on the couch. (laughs) Bye, guys.